transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. OMG. It's time to start another Candyman 3. <laughs> Candyman 3. <laughs> oh my God. You know it. If you hear the sounds of our laughter, yeah. <laughs> it's, an, it's a Whack Arnold's Brothers podcast. All right. Number six. This is number 16, I believe. 16. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, fresh off the back of Mikey and, and the, I like the, I like that we've had this cool string. We've had uh Shockma, the killer, the killer, uh, bad Monkey. Yeah. uh, Mikey, the, the sinister fucking child. And then the psycho child really. And now we find ourselves like sitting on the edge of Candyman three, which like these, those two movies were like were were laughable for different reasons candyman yes. 3 was laughable for like for like awful acting <laughs> like like everything was just like off in this movie slightly you know yeah. what i mean it's not uh, it's 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 not a good movie no which is why we're talking about it. <laughs> right which is <laughs> which is also why like then i talked about the the new Candyman movie like yeah. retcons the second and third one because because by this point in like the second one is all right like it has some different stuff but at this point like they don't add anything new to this movie like they no. rehash that they rehash the same plot points they tell you the same story for the fiftieth time like yeah it's it, just yeah it felt it's just like, so overdone in a way it felt like a. You know, there's parts, like you said, that they rehash from, like, the other movies. And it reminded me of how sick I get of uh, seeing, like, Bruce Wayne's uh, Batman origin yes, story yes. in, in like, live action. So it's like, we've seen it. We know it. Yeah. Just move past that and like, get us thank something you. new. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, like, the movie opens with another retelling of, yeah. you know, so. how this Daniel Robitaille character, you know, was an artist and everyone knows the story so yeah so i i love i love how it you know the, the movie kind of starts off with the main character who uh, i didn't realize this for a while but apparently is like was like a a member of baywatch the no, baywatch i didn't know cast. that either but was, she, like, that's where that strong acting comes from because <laughs> <laughs> like she's so bad in this movie her facial expressions like there, so you know, you, you know how we did one of the Wishmaster movies. Yeah. Well, the first, the first one, the lead female character makes me feel the same way, where she has all these facial expressions, like you just want to reach through the screen and fucking slap the person. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's like what's which going sounds on? terrible, but but it's it's like you know Baywatch, huh? It, yeah, but I love that it opens with you know like they didn't shy away from like any sort of like attempt at like sexualizing any aspect of this movie so you open with her just like in, in like a tank top and underwear like you know and walking into that bathroom that all like a dream sequence dream, yeah dream sequence you know you catch you know your first glimpse of of uh the candy man in this whole sequence and it teases you 
it like like you're gonna get this like sweet death right off the bat or something mm-hmm. like that and then it just goes right to like the opening credits with this like hook slash you know oh god yeah <laughs> so, so- <laughs> but I just loved I loved the close up of the hook that it like did right before the slash you know it was like dun dun <laughs> <laughs> but just such like a cliche in horror like yeah like that like cut away to like the uh, credit like the opening you know yeah you know what you know you know what might be my favorite part of this movie what is that it's set in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> I like, was wondering oh, about that. My man. God. Yeah. Like I really couldn't like like I was surprised that that was the Why did they case. go with that? Yeah. I have no idea. It's like cuz this was filmed in 99. Like what were they thinking? It doesn't yeah, it, they put you know, they set it in 2020, but they make no attempt to make it seem like no in the future like uh, it's at all. Clearly 19 yeah, like yeah. Like, they didn't they, have a budget, I guess, you know, this <laughs> They show this shots of like bl- LA. It's just modern, modern day yeah. LA. <laughs> like, that's fucking wild, though. Like I, like well, like who? But, but yeah, it was, I, it was. They did that because of the canon of the story, if I'm correct, right? Like yes, yes. Because this, the the character Caroline or Carol, mm-hmm. yeah, Caroline. It, she is like technically and a little girl. That's why they had to do it because yeah. the second she, the second one, there's a character named Annie, who they switched the actor in this one because. In the second one, I forget the act- actress's name, but she played. She was in VOC. That's what I know her from. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, that, so like, yeah, Seth's mom or whatever. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. But you're right. So this one, the character Carolyn is her daughter, and so that's why they had to set it like in 2020 because you know now she's like it's 25 years after the second film, so she's an adult. So yes, I, I get what you're saying. That's why they did it. But well, that's why they did. It, but it's so. It. I mean, like, it's. I feel t- like- yeah, it was such, like I don't know why that was had that had to like hold because it just doesn't make any sense for the, for yeah, the movie. Yeah, no. But uh but yeah, anyway, so, yeah, so I mean like you know, you get that like opening credits or that pre-credit like scene like I was mentioning, you know, with the the classic slash thing opener and then it, it like <laughs> it op- like it goes right from the credits back to like you know Caroline getting like up uh, uh, or whatever, like in a frantic moment, and like immediately starting to like, you know, draw something. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, and, the, and that's, I think, it's kind of interesting how they sort of try to make her, you know, the artistic, like the connection is that she is mm-hmm. an artist as well or whatever, you know. But yes, it just yes. It, it's still just so cheese, like the franticness yeah. of like the the the, the you know the this figure that she's drawing and like all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird. But uh, but I think right, shortly after that scene, scene that 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 jumps into like the first scene you meet her friend or whatever. Uh, her, Miguel. No, no, not Miguel. Oh, uh, uh, T- T- Tamara. Yeah, her roommate, her roommate Tamara. Roommate. Yeah, and and she that, that's the first time you hear you hear it multiple times in this movie. But that's the yeah, first I know. Time you it's hear like the, the Candyman story, right? Which you've already heard, you know, in the first one and the second one. But yeah, they do retell it like three times in this one. It's like beat a dead horse, Jesus. <laughs> For real though, uh, it's like we're not stupid. Like we, you know, if you. I was, got it by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're watching the third one, you've probably seen the fucking first two. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, but it's like, 
and 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 you know, I, I mean, like it's it seems like such a fluff scene because it's just it's like there to just to like you know start telling you that like she doesn't Caroline doesn't believe right in the Candyman mm-hmm. or whatever, and that that ha- like again gets brought up multiple times I think through the movie, but but then it does kind of go to like. Uh, probably the only one of the only scenes that really gives you context for the title of the movie, the Day of the Dead. Right. You know, where she's like <laughs> walking well, around like, the street and there's like, you know, Dios de la Muerte. Uh, was it? Dio, Dios. Oh my God, I'm going to. De la Muerte, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah but there's Thank like. Thank you for saving me there. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's other scenes later, but yeah, but I don't, I, I get what you're saying where they. It seems like they just tacked that on because that was the name of the title, you know. Yeah, well, it was like they had to like like show some. There, there were like certain scenes, especially later. But, but yeah, this was like I guess maybe like the first like uh, clear reminder. And see, like, this is what I'm saying. Where like, there's no new original ideas in this movie because the second one is set in New Orleans during like Mardi Gras. So yeah. it's like another thing where it's like going on during this you know well-known yeah. um yearly event you know yeah exactly it's and it, you know i it's interesting because the Candyman movie like the original and i i haven't i haven't had a chance to see the new one yet but I'm, i've i've heard that it plays on some of those like uh sort of like racial themes you know as well mm-hmm. but but that's like mm-hmm. that's where the like a lot of like like the Candyman story starts as as you know we note later on in this movie as well but like it, it's like weird that they try to jam the candy man into like any cultural event that they yeah you know can, <laughs> can and now it's and now and now it's like in california where she anyway yeah anyway we're divided yeah. we're, we're diverging <laughs> off the path here. but yeah it's like it shows this quick scene where she's walking through like uh you know all these just, groups yeah, of like, people and it's just like a stupid throwaway scene because yeah. she like she, but she bumps into like this Tino dude, I think. Yeah, who you meet later. Yeah, yeah who who you have no like. You, there's no reference for it like in this scene, and so like, yeah, it's just, it plays later. But yeah, it was just kind of a cool scene. You see a sugar skull, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little kid, little like kid selling candy. You know, miss, miss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like I've never been to Mexico, but that's how it is. Like there's kids running around like, do you want to buy chickens? You know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll buy some fucking street chicklets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, but th- th- then you find out kind of um, you know a main chunk uh, part of this movie, uh, and that is the art exhibit. Opening. Yes, yes, she's an uh, artist. Yes, and, and she yeah. has her grandpa's paintings or her great grandpa, whoever you know, the yeah. Candyman. I, th- I believe it's great grandfather. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, but as she, you know, it's it, it's like Day of the Dead. It's that time of year, like you know, so. I feel like the character Miguel, who you get introduced to here, definitely was kind of right on the money when thinking like we should maybe embrace the Candyman image to like open this art gallery. And but and speaking of Miguel, he's the only character in the movie that I liked because there was just no likable characters in this movie. I uh, like, the, like the 100% detective is a piece you. of shit. Like she's annoying. Yeah, David, uh, anyway. the guy that like the main guy later. Yeah, he's like, kind of a douchebag. Like. Yeah. Like legitimately, I, I like Miguel, Miguel is thought, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how he just keeps like in the scene, he keeps like looking at this like you know picture that there these two other guys are hanging, and it's like he's like 
tilt it left. It's like, t- you know, t- like he just has to keep reminding me. He's like, pinch it. It's like meticulous. Yeah. 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 He says all these different, you know, like uh, street slang, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he owns an art exhibit and they're getting ready to set up like a, a, an exhibit for Candyman, yeah. you know. And that becomes like a conflict with Caroline who uh, right. wants wants to like separate. She's the one that owns the paintings, the Daniel yes. Robita originals. And she wants, yeah. Miguel owns the gallery. So he wants to do this Candyman themed exhibit. exhibit. She yeah. wants to just like showcase the paintings and stuff. Yeah. Way. She just wants to focus on the guy, not like this myth, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is kind of like, you know, at this point in the series, I think is kind of that is kind of an interesting element like you know how do how can we break away from the myth or something you know but, yeah it, it's a, it is interesting uh but you know the, the i will say the paintings are that that you you see are like they're all all right but they're just like pretty standard uh like <laughs> like, like portraits like, portraits yeah it's, so it's like i really wouldn't like without the Candyman thing theme i really doubt people would be drawn in <laughs> i wonder like i wonder who because okay the only painting that i really thought was cool was like the gigantic painting of tony todd as oh. the you know like yeah. someone painted that like you know that's what, that's what i was thinking too i was like i wonder if tony todd got the original and had it, like <laughs> hanging in his house or something because i would Cause i like, would have wanted my yeah. hands on that it's just it's just Tony Todd in like old school, you know. He looks like he's wearing like a like an old like almost like military uniform or something. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's what it was. Uh, no, but, but yeah. So, but then know, it, yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say you know like so it kind of establishes that conflict like really in the scene, which is like the main conflict I think in the movie where it's like. You know, Carol, uh, Caroline doesn't like doesn't want. Basically, she's trying to find a way to like save Daniel Robita, like the 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 idea of the man, rather than like you know, like I said, the uh, the Candyman horror. But right, she also like doesn't believe, you know, that. Yeah. And so then it it does kind of uh, doesn't it just drift into like the the actual opening? Of the yeah. So right like- after that. That's the yeah. This is where like everything you know gets kickstarted. Yeah. So, you know, and that's kind of interesting because it looks like a pretty good crowd. It looks like a very weird yes. mixed crowd. I think there was like yeah. one one like like large fat white dude smoking a cigar, which was there's like, like art critics and like punks and yeah, you like, know like really goth like you know heads <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it was really random. Yeah. It was a it was a weird pull, but uh, you know they they. I, I kind of was wondering if something like this was gonna happen, you know, because you know, it seemed like the perfect opportunity. But uh, you know, they have Caroline kind of introduce Daniel Robota and, and the artist and whatnot, and then Miguel mm-hmm. kind of in front of everybody challenges her to say the Candyman well, name. Before, and- be- before then, he also retells the story again. In oh case my he- god! Yeah, for the second <laughs> time in the movie. <laughs> I, I like his retelling better though, because he kind of ha- goes like. Uh, more like um what's the word i'm looking for he has all this like panache when he's doing it you know oh, he's yeah, like dude. very articulated and yeah, you know he's, he's really like he, he he's like, into it yeah he tells the story a lot better uh yeah, which they should have just done there instead of yeah, her little thing at the beginning you know exactly it was like it was really on that's what i mean especially for having it so close to that yeah you know what i mean it was like it was like 
a really weird like back-to-back -back <laughs> thing um but, but like you said he you know he gets her essentially because she doesn't believe in candy man he's like well you know then just say his name yeah in the mirror, just, say, you know? just do it like right in front <laughs> of all these people <laughs> Which I thought was kind of a dick move, honestly, but I, I would have probably wanted to see it happen. Uh, but like, I, you know, as soon as she does it, it's just like kind of tense moment. You know, they, they, they she, you know, they build up to that number five. Uh, and it and just, then, oh man, she's such a, I don't know. They should have, I feel, I feel like they could have found such a better actress. Yeah, she's just like, but, her, sorry, dull. I, I don't yeah. know like how else to like anything. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real though, for real. It was just like, come on, put like a little something into it. Yeah. But right. uh, but you know, it doesn't seem like anything happens at first. And then uh -huh. all of a sudden whoosh, the mirror cracks and, like, <laughs> and, and this guy like, comes out of nowhere with like a yeah. in his hand. He's like he's I can't even remember what he says. It was something he's really all frantic. He's like, oh cute yeah. I yeah. <laughs> like, don't mess with the, you know, he's like, he's like, he's like yelling and stuff and freaks out and, you know, scares Caroline and everybody. Yeah. Uh, and Miguel's like, get this pinche puto out of here. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forget and, what he says. But and, yeah, like a couple like, of cops like drag, like bring, like drag the dude out. But oh, we forgot to mention. Oh, it, uh, it kind of happens during this scene. You get introduced to the two police officers well you're oh, introduced to four detectives overall in this movie i think or well, three overall soon soon but oh, yeah you soon, get introduced soon, yeah. to like this slimy fucking pair of detectives jesus yeah uh which we'll yeah. talk more about later but they're clearly racist yeah like they immediately <laughs> like yeah yeah but uh, i just wanted to point out um that the guy that was uh, the 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 actor or whatever the guy or not actor David sorry, De La Paz yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> David De La Paz he was uh he was in um God I'm blanking on it uh Nightmare on Elm Street which one I think the first one he was like he was like the bad boy in that movie oh my God yeah okay yeah. okay 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 yeah yeah he had a leather jacket in that one I swear <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, you know, a lot of, like, you get, this This scene's kind of interesting because you just get, like, you get a couple character introductions and, and, uh, and then, you, I mean, like, like, I, like you meant, you know, said, those, those cops that get introduced, they're, like, really, like, overtly racist, you know, yes. and, that, and that, I think it was part of the play for the movie, you know, it's, like, overall, this movie does, like, it has a weird time connecting with, like, Candyman. Yeah. Uh, if or it has a hard time furthering the Candyman like mythos or whatever, but it does sort of touch on race racial themes, which I think the, mm -hmm. like I was trying to say earlier, like the first Candyman. It's like a Candyman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but uh, we quickly anyway. learned though that that this this maniac that runs into the uh, the exhibit was actually like a paid actor by Miguel. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's just like a friend that Miguel knows that like it would like drum up you know interest or whatever <laughs> like hands him a cash of cash uh, like a a fucking fat wad of cash he's like here you go yeah best paid best paid street actor man um and then yeah and then uh that kind of pisses off caroline so she i think she just goes you know to do 
you know, to go home or whatever. And then Miguel goes home with this like model lady that like you get introduced to, like Lena. Yeah, Lena I don't even think it shows her name. Like I had to look it up on. Uh, I really IMDb. Don't, I didn't. Yeah, I really didn't catch. But yeah, she's like this like goth looking model apparently, and they go, you know, it's it's a. Uh, Imply that they're gonna go have some hanky panky. Yeah, know? they're gonna go. They're gonna go have a have a long night. Uh, but you know, so so then you go and you kind of follow Caroline to like what looks like the seediest subway yeah. station in like the fucking world. It's like <laughs> she almost like there's like some like old like guy who's like walking like past her and like she almost bumps into him. <laughs> he's like he like goes, you know like. <laughs> And it's like, that would not be a place you'd want to be alone at night. No, especially dude. being a female. Like, no, I would be sketched the hell out. Uh, and especially because shortly after that, uh, a, you know, some bees start. This, kind of, oh Jesus! Kind of coming into the down the subway uh, tracks, and then all of a sudden, this cloud of bees comes out of nowhere. And, and dude, the. Whew, <laughs> That's the CGI bees in this movie are so shitty looking. It was like they finally had the ability to do that, and they were just like, let's fucking go all out with the CGI bees. <laughs> it did not look good. Like, and so Tony Todd comes floating down the train track. Which also or, looked terrible. Like, like on this cloud of bees and just lands on the platform. <laughs> it was so unmenacing. <laughs> if, if it, I will say this, if it wasn't for Tony, if it wasn't for like, because regardless of how bad this movie is, like he's great with that character, and Tony Todd is just a great character actor and a great actor. Oh, oh absolutely! He Tony, saves the movie, but I was just gonna say that, like the the savior of the movie by far was Tony Todd, uh, and I mean honestly, to me, like that dude is like I would classify him as like one of those like living legend kind of actors, where yeah. it's like like he has been a part of you know deep horror, and he has been. You know, a staple in in this in the whole like the movie, the horror movie scene. You know, for mm -hmm. so long, and uh, you know, it just wouldn't be the same without without his contribution. Yeah, I exactly. Think. And so, you know, it's super cool to see him like you know in in, in this role. Regardless, yeah. Regardless, but like you said, he floats in and he he delivers one of his like Candyman-ish like uh, monologues, and then. Um, Carolyn ends up fainting, which she does a lot in this movie. There's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she faints. But it's, a, it's then, such a shitty looking faint. She's like, oh, uh, <laughs> like, well, well, like falls. It's yeah. so bad. Dude, it's, yeah. I, I just, well, and that's what I mean. It's like, clearly when they like cast her, I really don't think they like, they were looking for the acting skills, we'll say. No, they were looking, looking for, for like, things. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. But yeah, so so she faints and then wakes up on a park bench yeah. outside of Miguel's apartment building. Yeah. <laughs> with a bee on her face. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, which is weird enough because it's like, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but then she immediately tries to just go obviously <laughs> you know she, she's like oh i'm at miguel so i'm gonna just go to i'm gonna go, go inside to yeah and so she just lets herself in you know and uh starts like walking around like miguel miguel you know trying to like, Starts see like she's there. going through the house yeah. yeah and you know while this is happening you kind of sim like you know simultaneously hello see hello uh oh uh oh oh no all right okay. yeah you there 
All right, I'll just have to. Sorry, that yeah. Part. So yeah, she. Uh, but so she goes. Like it's kind of happening during her like walkthrough of the house, where like There's you like, see how mm-hmm. like how Miguel and Lena's night played out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like interspersed between her, you know, eventually going upstairs and finding their bodies. But yeah, yeah, and it's just so like the I I like, don't know where half of like the things that they were Miguel and Lena were doing came from because like you know they're like all having a good time getting all loosey goosey and then next thing you know, another she shot gets is, naked you she know she gets naked and she's like eating honeycombs and like she's got like <laughs> honey on her body or and stuff and you're just like I, where where are they like what is this I I forget what he says but he has a, a funny thing where she's doing that where he like puts his hands to his face like he's praying and he's like oh do you smell or says something like that. <laughs> It's so hilarious. Like, essentially, like, admit, you know, like, he's like yeah. ad- admitting in the moment that he's a lucky bastard. Because, yeah. whoever the, you know, this woman was beautiful and she was sitting yeah. there essentially he, naked, dripping honey on her body. Dripping <laughs> honey on her body. It was just like the funniest shot. I was like, how I have never thought that, that I, I still don't think after watching that sequence that it's sexy like of like you know somebody just like eating a honeycomb naked in front of you <laughs> like oh it's a little weird it's a little strange there are and sexier they, foods but yes. you know you know it was just it was it was purely because of the candy man yeah <laughs> of course so they like run they run upstairs and she hops on the bed and she's like come and get me b-boy or something like that <laughs> <laughs> But before he can, uh, be- before he can, you know, consummate yeah. this uh, relationship, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when you start seeing, uh, you know, some bees appear. It's always you hear the bees. them, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and the next thing you know, like she's starting to get like covered in bees. Like, yeah, you know, which and would it, fucking suck. It would, it it would, one hundred percent. Like, uh, what what I thought was really funny was like, it didn't. I mean, maybe it was supposed to be like a really quick moment or something, but it didn't seem like a super quick moment. And so while she's getting covered in bees and, and like you know screaming and whatnot, M- Miguel's just over there like just like watching this, going like, what's going on? You know, like what's happening? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, what do you think's happening? She's getting covered in bees or something. It, you know, whatever. Right, but anyway, right. so very quickly after that, though, then the Candyman like appears behind Miguel, and I've always wondered this about some of his like kills, and you know, he basically like plunges his hook straight through Miguel, and I was like, that's gotta like, I mean, because you know, it's a hook, right? How so, do you? Yeah, yeah, because it's not. The sharp ends. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what he's you're like, saying. He like must have like blunt force just pushed it through Miguel yeah. and then rips it right out afterwards. But I was like, that's fucked. But yeah, so Miguel Miguel is kind of the Candyman's first like actual like slash kill victim. I yes. think in this movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you know, this all like like we were saying, this is all kind of you're you're seeing all this for the first time while. Uh, Caroline's walking through their house, and then she walks mm-hmm. upstairs and discovers their bodies in the room. Yes, and uh, that's when that's when the cops uh, uh, get involved again. Uh, I, I yeah, right. you you first because you first meet uh, a pair of detectives, which like a uh, a black gentleman named Jamal and his partner Jamie. Yeah, and that uh, Caroline really doesn't want to talk to them, but then in walks. Uh, 
So their names are uh, the. It says the one guy's name a bunch because uh, he's like the main like yeah. bad guy that's not Candyman. Samuel Kraft. He and then uh, it only. I don't even think it says his partner's name. That's another character where I had to look it up on IMDb. Um, I have it written down because. Yeah, I. But either way, I, up too. I think I honestly think it was mentioned like once, and it was like right before his death. And and I don't I don't I can, I'm just not pulling it off the top of my head. But it, the racist. So you meet. It's kind of important that you meet the uh, the the Jamal and his partner because they come into play later on. Um, and also, side note: apparently that that actor who plays Jamal is uh, Ernie Hudson Jr. Okay. Uh, so from like Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right, Ernie okay. Hudson. I was like, that's kind of um, cool. Uh, but. Okay, so the other detective, the other detective's name is uh, Sacco. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> so Sacco and Kraft are these like sexist, racist, like piece of fucking shit detectives, and they they question her, and you know they they also you you learn here because um, they they question her about David, and she's like, oh, he's just an actor, and then they tell her that somebody came in and stole all of the paintings from the exhibit. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's like uh, you know the other big kind of mystery thing that ha- like kind of you have to unfold in this movie, um, and there is also like it's like interesting because you know you kind of <laughs> the racist detectives are also you find out are also racist against other detectives, it's not just uh, poor Latinos. Right. So you know you kind of get this play of like they're they're really building these characters up to be unlikable from all angles. Mm-hmm. Um, which you mentioned is kind of like him as kind of like the other villain of this movie. I would almost hesitate to say that Candyman, he does kill people, but he is not like painted as a as necessarily as like a vibe right. villain, you know? Right, right. Um, so that's kind of a good a good call. He is kind of like a secondary villain. Uh, Definitely. But yeah, and, and then um, I believe this scene kind of leads into like an... Uh, David and Caroline interaction. Is that is that right or am no, I jumping something? Not quite yet. Because so the de- the detectives give um, <clears throat> Caroline a ride home. Right. She goes up into her apartment complex and as she's like walking through the halls, she hears her roommate screaming. Oh yeah! Um, but she like drops her keys in a vent, and there's this whole scene where she's trying to like fish her keys out from the vent, and her roommate's screaming. But it ends. Turns out that her roommate was just. Uh, she just landed this part and she was going through the script or something like that. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was and the war. screams were so bad. It was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she, her, Tamara was just auditioning for a part. So, yeah. And, and then we, uh, oh, and then we also get like, and then after this, it shows Carolyn crying in the shower and we get the first of right. many, 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 many flashbacks which it explains more later about her mom who was the character in the second one she's like dead in a bathtub and yeah yeah covered in yeah. blood that's right it's like another uh, it's another <laughs> sequence where she's like wearing a t-shirt and underwear and she wanders into like this bathroom and discovers her mom's her mother's body slit throat uh, yeah slit throat which is like yeah it's it's something that you find out was ruled like a suicide yeah, but you like the scene that you walk up on in that. You're just like that doesn't look like a suicide to me. No. Nope. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, it's like 
it's interesting that like the fla- like the flashbacks I don't, I don't necessarily think that they're necessary no. especially especially because it's not the same actress and like you were saying yeah, earlier it's not. and it's so jarring, it's jarring sort of, yeah so it's sort of just like <laughs> I don't know. It kind of, kind of shook the movie a little bit, though. But, but yeah, she because she does she t- she tells Tamara that uh, the night her mom that her the night her mom died that her mom had called his name. Yeah. Uh, and she told Carolyn to destroy the myth. Yeah, which co- again comes into play later. But yeah, that's sort of like I remember like you know when when watching it, I was like destroy the myth. Uh, I was like that. I mean, it's like out there right like Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like a feasible thing uh but and and then we get like the first like next scene with david because he shows up at her house and he's he he explains that like uh he was grilled by the police all day and then he also tells her that word on the street is that a gang yeah uh, stole her paintings yeah and and so that's when they kind of concoct uh the plan to maybe like try to find the paintings themselves yeah. and clear let's, his let's David's go invest, name. Let's go investigate, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, they do, like, during this whole sequence, there is, like, a little bit of, again, some of those, uh, some of, like, the, the uh, ra- like, the racial issue that gets brought up. He kind of, like, makes a mention of how, like, you know, the police just look at, at, at you know, hit him and other Latinos as wetbacks and, you know, not yeah. for anything and stuff like that. And, uh, so again, it was like it was kind of still like. Which are his? Way. Which were his words, not yours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. That was in yeah. the movie. That was. That's, that, that's, that's a line in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, so it's like again, I, I like they they do like they do a little bit of good job of like keeping a Candyman like the Candyman theme. Uh, with this whole movie, but it just, it feels yeah. so far at this point in the movie, it feels like a bad 90s, like, teen slasher. Not a not a full Candyman movie, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, no. But anyway, no. so they go... I, so, I agree. So they go on, David and Caroline go to investigate the the stolen paintings and, because they have, like, a potential... Um, or wait, no, I... It, it, did they go to the bar next? Or did they go to visit abue, the, his abuelo next? No, they go to well, the they, bar. They first go to the bar, um, and that's and that's when they meet Tino again. Yes, and <laughs> and David's talking with Tino, and Carolyn goes in the bathroom. And long story short, she has another like vision, of, vision, yeah, of Candyman, and like Not it's like it's him standing there, and then his mom, her mom's dead body, like walking towards her, and she and screams, she, you know. Yeah, and, and passes uh, out again. Yeah, dude, exactly. And like right, as da- right as David, like you know, David finally busts in the door, and like yeah, you know, like right as he's running to her, she's like uh, <laughs> down for the count again. <laughs> I know, it's like, and then it's so ridiculous. And then we do, and then we meet his, as you put it, abuelo, abuela well, for the first time. Well, so in like there's not a character name for that that character it's just abuela yeah (laughs) so i was like okay so i guess grandma is but anyway so he brings he brings her back to his apartment and you meet uh what's his daughter's name it's uh christina 
Christina, his daughter, and his abuela, uh-huh. who apparently can heal people's spirits. <laughs> yes, she's a spiritual healer. Yeah, she's a psychic healer. Sorry, that's the term. Fair enough. And this uh, <laughs> this this first scene with the grandma is so like unnecessarily long. <laughs> oh yeah, if yeah, that that's kind of what I thought too. I was like, I was like, why is this dragging on? <laughs> But there were like a little bit of cool things. Like, so, you know, like uh, she starts her process of trying to like, you know, figure out what's going on with Carolyn, Carolyn. And, uh, you know, there, there's like the whole egg thing. Yeah. She does, which was like, that was, that was probably like kind of a grossed me out. But she has like Carolyn like blow on this egg or whatever. Or, or, or no, no, no. She says ca- Candyman into the egg, I think. And then like yeah, the boy like, goes and like cracks the egg, and the like you know just the 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 yolks in a bowl, and then all of a sudden like a whole yeah. kind of, like forms in the yolk, and then like blood starts coming out of it, and then a bee crawls out of the middle of the yolk. Of course it does. Yeah, of <laughs> course it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean it was kind of it kind of looked cool, and it kind yeah, of grossed me out, but it was also like. <laughs> like you just expressed it was sort of like of course there's a bee <laughs> but i just feel like there's a scene later with the grandma that's more important to the context of what's going on in this movie and i felt like this kind of scene we could have done without yeah it it seemed like uh frivolous filler almost you know mm-hmm. where it's just sort of like okay we need like some extra minutes we'll just uh, do a quick little i don't know weird scene here <laughs> but right because then they leave and uh, Samuel comes and threatens uh, David again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because, a long story short. Well, because doesn't doesn't he have like a, a like a small crush on Carolyn at this point? Well, yeah, he has this like weird, creepy Obs- like like not crush. Uh, yeah, it's like almost like an obsession. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like like he like yeah. Because when they drop her off earlier, he like makes a he like gives her a card and says has this like disgusting piggish comment to his partner about her you know yeah. I, I forget what it was but yeah essentially he's gonna try to get in her pants yeah but yeah. uh so what were we gonna say oh uh i was gonna say so that you know that happens and then there's like the whole sequence or where uh it's just like david and carolyn at her apartment yeah, yeah. and like she doesn't all- want to be alone yeah, she doesn't want to be alone, so they're doing tequila shots uh, oh, on the God. couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> whose idea was it? Was it Carolyn's or David's to drink tequila? I don't know. <laughs> but they were doing tequila shots. And, Man, that, and, was, that was my least favorite. When I was drinking, ugh. Yeah. Dude, same, same. I, I I don't drink anymore, but what I, what I did drink that was always the one that made me sick. It was always yes. the one that left like a bad taste in my mouth. Like I just never got into it. Yeah. Uh, but so th- you have this uh, sequence, you know, they get all loosey goosey, lovey dovey. And, <laughs> and they're like in this, you know, in the midst of this like, you know, sex sequence, Carolyn starts envisioning Tony Todd, you know, yeah. man, on top of her. And like, it's, it's super creepy because you're just like this entire anytime there's like a sexual moment with her or Candyman or any any iteration you're just like uh, uh, you you know they're technically blood related yeah <laughs> and so I was always like 
why does he want to fucking bang his great granddaughter? <laughs> I don't get that. I don't. But <laughs> anyway, right. moving past. Yeah, it's it really odd. Is is like a you know a, a, a kind of meant to be like another. Uh, it's like a dream. Scene, so you know, because she wakes up and it was like a nightmare. So then it was like. Did she really have sex with him or, or with David or not? You know what I mean? It doesn't explain that, which I guess isn't important. But. Yeah, but it is, it's like, yeah, you're just like, what was, like, did she just pass out on him? And that was all a dream. <laughs> right. The tequila, the tequila got her. Again, she, but uh, then you kind of uh, go to, I believe, another scene with uh, her roommate. Yeah, to you, know, the and last scene. The last scene, fair <laughs> enough. And, you know, this is where, you know, they're kind of arguing back and forth about the Candyman again, um, because, mm-hmm. you know, earlier in the movie, you know, Tamara was, like, egging her on to just, like, get past it, say the name, yeah, you know, it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, in this sequence, Tamara finds out that the Candyman is very real. <laughs> well, at first, because she's like, it's like one of those typical scenes in a movie where the one character is distraught over this situation and the other one's like, well, I, you know, you need help. Like, this isn't real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just, just dismissive and like, yeah. You know, and then, well, you, I guess you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Tony Todd guts her, man. Like, yeah. Like, like, it was another, like, I love the, I love the Candyman's like, like scare tactic where he just like appears behind you yeah out of nowhere just like and because tony todd's so big he, he is like, in this scene you see him like his whole arm just swoops up and he he's just, got a like, big goes, fucking long arm dude he does and he just goes <laughs> all the way around her and like hooks her in the front of her chest and like yeah picks, then like picks her up and i thought he was she was gonna give it like he was gonna give her like a backbreaker or something like that <laughs> <laughs> That would have, have been great. That would have been ultimate. But, like, but you know, like it just like holds her dead body in his hands, and like, you know, it's it, it's it's a pretty yeah. cool, like death death scene for for the, in the context. It's of probably this movie. the best. It's probably the best death scene. Yeah, and then because uh, yeah, you know, and so this kind of leads into, uh, you know, another yet another interaction with the police because she. I mean, Carolyn must have called the police or something like that. Yeah, but... You know. And obviously, like, they've, you know, there's no Candyman there, obviously, and she's there covered in blood holding her dead roommate. Like, what are they going to think? So, yeah, at this point, she's the prime suspect, you know? Yeah. And so, Kraft and... What was it? Cisco or something? Sacco. 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 Kraft and Sacco kind of take Carolyn with them with them mm-hmm. and they are you know presumably taking her down to the precinct or something like that yes. um, but they take her to like I don't know some fucking railroad tracks or something and I think like, they were I think that's where they just were parked behind her place oh okay <laughs> she lives in a weird part of town yes <laughs> uh, but so so <laughs> she, like they take her outside and Kraft being the ultimate douchebag that he is, yeah, like, smacks her across Just the face. Her. Like, yeah, fucking like God, dude. I was like, you think this guy's like a, like low enough, and then he like on top of being like the ultimate racist in the movie, he like backhands the main female character. And you're just like, fucking God, dude. Because she's like trying to say that it was the Candyman, and he like slaps her, and he's like, there's yeah. you know, there's no Candyman there's or whatever. No Candyman. <laughs> uh, but and then we. Yeah, and then what were you gonna say? Oh, but 
this leads like he goes off like he just like craft mm-hmm. goes off and well because sacco's sacco like actually for once is kind of shows some like Backbone. human oh, yeah, right. um yeah where he's like you know you need to leave like what the fuck are you doing like yeah and so sacco so presumably is then gonna like take her but then he immediately becomes a douche again because he's like mocking her about yeah. the candy man thing <laughs> that's, that's what that's what i thought i was like you just stood up for her you get her in the yeah. car and then you're like and then you're like yeah you fucking idiot <laughs> and then th- this is another part where i'm talking about how unoriginal this movie is because in both the first two Candyman movies and about to happen in this one, there's a scene where the character witnesses Candyman kill a fucking police officer. Like, <laughs> it's like, did they really need to do that a third time? <laughs> like, it worked. It worked the first two times. It's just, it'll work a third. Like, come on. I mean, I will admit, like, this is probably one of the bloodiest yeah in the movie. it is uh but you're right dude i didn't even think about that like it is yet again another another thing that they just took out of the other fran- like movie <laughs> my god like there's no originality but you know so so the death though is kind is kind of cool it's another like you know all of a sudden mm-hmm. uh you know sacco gets a hook through the through the chest and it like comes out the back seat of the car and like yeah. you know there's blood just like spewing everywhere in the front seat and Carolyn screaming in the back you know and then uh you know the, obviously the candy man's made the kill there's this great the great moment though where Carolyn's trying to get out of the vehicle yeah yeah and she like the only way because all the doors are basically like closed off she has to like climb over the mm-hmm. Sacco's body yeah so she's like kind of climbing over it and then while she's like almost straddling his body like the like sacco like Gah! you know comes <laughs> comes back to life for a second pops alive for another jump scare yeah yeah for another jump scare and yeah and then that's when like carolyn finally like gets out of the vehicle and uh also like i thought you know she she takes this moment to try to like she's covered in blood you know, you know, from from mm-hmm. her roommate, from Sacco now, and to be incognito, she steals a police uh, jacket that says "police" <laughs> in big bold letters on the back, and like runs off. <laughs> right, like how inconspicuous is that? <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody's gonna say something, right? <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, she I ends just, up going to. Uh, what, were you, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I just, I, I just, I thought this, I thought this sequence, though, it was. God, yet again, a, a, a Candyman police kill. It, it, it still had, like, uh, this was probably my favorite kill in the movie. I, yeah, I think. I agree. So she ends up going to Miguel's house again, but before she does that, it has this, uh, and this is like the second or third time it's happened in this movie where it has, it's, uh, Candyman has, like, a monologue where it shows a, the backdrop is, like, this painting of Candyman on a shed. Yeah. Which they did multiple times. Like, I'm like, that's what I'm just saying. This is another one where they, like, how many times do you have to have that scene where it be, where all it shows is the backdrop, and then it's Candyman saying something like, "I'm gonna make her surrender to me," you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, exactly. I, we haven't even touched on how many times I've we've heard at this point like the word victim. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like, because that's which was cool line, right? in the first one yeah. when it's the first time you hear it. But but it's not a great catchphrase over like uh, it, when it's hammered in 
like mm-hmm. as much as it is in this movie you know what i mean yeah where and and yeah there's i don't know there's it's like I, I just don't understand what they were trying to accomplish with like the Candyman image of in this movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, we, and also, a, a side note: we haven't even necessarily talked about. I think we kind of glossed over the. Uh, oh no, it's actually coming up. Never mind. I think I think the candy <laughs> the, the, the so so you mentioned that she goes back to uh, uh, David's apartment with with. Or sorry, yeah, Dave, not Miguel's her, David's her ab- yes. abuela, but or, David's or, not there. Yeah, yeah, and and so she, uh, Carolyn decides to like, I think, kind of take up Bowie, my dog, kind of take up. Um, yeah, he's adorable. He's adorable. He's also trying to make it. He's trying to be on on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but she, uh, Carolyn, goes back and she's kind of interacting with uh, David's abuela and. Uh, that's when they they sort of discover or they sort of talk about this the history i think of of, of robotob bit um you see you know like she, they, again you kind of rehash that he was like a former slave who got you know hired on to do these paintings because right. his master his master discovered that he was really like um you know prolific and uh but I think that, that uh, the thing that I was going to mention, though, is that earlier in the movie, I believe, you actually see a a sex scene involving Candyman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which, which was like the most <laughs> random thing to me was like one of the most random things about this movie. I was like, nobody. I wonder if yeah. Tony Todd was pushing for that, where he was like, listen, everybody wants it. Everybody wants to see what the Candyman gets down like. Because okay. like, I, I, yeah, like I, I understand f- fleshing out this backstory where you know he fell in love with the daughter of this guy. He he's painting his daughter or whatever. But yeah, it does show this like weird, you know, romantic scene that's supposed to be set in like the 30s or 40s or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just such a random, or whenever it was. Yeah, it was just such a random like uh, th- unnecessary bit. You know what I mean? But, uh, but, uh, but but you kind of you know anyway in this sequence when uh, talking to her to Abuela she kind of like you know they kind of rehash the, the a brief again history of what the Candyman went through mm-hmm. so yeah and, you that's know, right and uh, this and part's I, cool though because continue what you were gonna say sorry well like so there's like the all, all the like the so it's like you know she's interacting with the Abuela she she. She also simultaneously get a, well in the scene. You also get a call from Tino, who discovers yeah. uh, the whereabouts of the paintings. Basically, yes. Where, she, uh, where he, yeah, he basically tells her that uh, he knows one of the gang members is there, and he he wants to talk to her about the paintings. Yeah. But real quick, there, there is a cool thing here with the abuela, where she's where she uh, essentially tells Carolyn um, that. She she needs to destroy to get rid of the evil part of Candyman. She needs to destroy the good part. Yeah, and the good and the, and the good part of him lies in his painting. So so that's why that whole back flash that, scene happened. That make yeah that that make yeah that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's and that kind of sets you up for like the big conflict of what Carolyn needs to figure out. Uh, yeah, towards the end of this movie, which is which is you know just that it's like okay. If I'm going to destroy the Candyman, how am I? How do I destroy the the evil as well as the good? You mm-hmm. know, 
Um, and so, so then I think she gets, that's when she gets like the phone call. Yes. And, and then agrees to go meet, meet Tino, who has like a, one of the gang members. Right, uh, right. Waiting for her or whatever. Um, but in the meantime, by the way, she's changed into the yep. Caroline, the main character, changed into out of her bloody tank top and clothes into uh, uh, just like a regular white tank top with like it's like it, it's like the focus of this movie for her character were her titties because yeah like, I know. like in this entire end of the movie she's like wearing just like a, a white tank top with no bra on like she's wandering around it's just like it was so it was so strange that they picked like they picked a, a, a really unsexual movie to try to like have us a really hyper sexualized main yeah. character <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know what you're saying uh, but you know so anyway so she goes to the bar to meet uh, with Tino and the guy that she had, like Tino has, like you know, waiting for her is this like goth-looking dude who's like chain-smoking cigarettes at the bar. <laughs> you're like all nervous-looking. I think he has an eyebrow or an eyebrow uh, piercing. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so before this all happens, though, there's like a. It's not really important, but she she gets out of the Abuela's house because the detectives are there trying because. Oh yeah, that's right. That, that anyway, it's not really important, but yeah, they go just try to find David. Um, but Carolyn sneaks out a back entrance and she like makes her way through the Day of the Dead again. Yeah. And, and uh, there's also like a really quick part where uh, Jamal gets in a fist fight with uh, Samuel Kraft and knocks him out. Like none of this is really important and none no, of but, it needed but, to happen. But it, you're right. Like I, I completely glossed over that. Like it's like this. It's one of the like the only other times in this movie that you really see like the festivities of Day of the Dead happening. Yes. And and yeah, she's kind of like working her way through the crowd, trying to be incognito. Craft. Oh. <laughs> what? There is there is one ridiculous line during this scene where she's sneaking through, and it's showing like the female detective from earlier talking with Jamal about Sacco being dead. Oh, and yeah. she says, she says, uh, because obviously they assume that Carolyn killed her, and she goes, "Yeah, it gives PMS a whole new meaning." Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Yeah, that's right. When I was watching it, when I was watching this oh, movie, I wow. I turned to Nadine and I was like, "And 1999 showed up." Like <laughs> uh, that was such an unnecessary just why <laughs> why why? Uh, you're right. That's so fucking bad. Um, and I, you know, I love that uh, the interaction that you were talking about between Jamal and Kraft. It mm. was just like it was like such. Oh, oh, he, it was such a satisfying moment because it, it was. was like it was like all the culmination. Then he just says, I don't even remember what he says to Jamal that like sets him off in this sequence. But then he's just like you know, like basically just like fuck it and just walks up to Kraft and just socks him. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so one fun. punch knockout. Yeah. yeah, I was like one punch man over here. Uh, but yeah, then uh, then they kind of, you know, she kind of escapes, elude, you know, evades the the police, yes. we'll say. Yes, and, yes. And meets up with the gang member, that's right. Yes, yes. Oh and uh, yeah, and this whole, so he like, this part's funny because she goes to meet with the gang member and it's this dilapidated, like, dungy, condemned building. Um, yeah. And you see, like, as she's walking through it, you can see people running in through the background. Um, and then out of nowhere, this just random punk-looking guy knocks her out. Yeah. And he, he, hits, he hits her in the head with the hook. 
And when she comes to, um, she's tied to a chair and has a gag in her mouth. And so this next scene with all these gang members is some of the worst acting in the whole entire film. Yeah. Like the main, and that, like and the that's main saying yeah. something. Yeah. It's the main gang member guy. And it's like this, it's not even a gang. It's like a cult. It's this weird. Yeah. They're just, like, it's like a bunch of fucking like, they're, they're not even, I guarantee you, none of these kids even listen to like good metal music. They probably listen to <laughs> new metal. And they're, and, they're like, and, and they're like, they're like, like want to be his new congregation. And, and this is like, another thing where it's like, <laughs> it's supposed to be set in 2020, but this straight up is like a 1990s thing. Like, yeah, they're like the, the, the leader of the gang's wearing like black mesh and like, <laughs> and he has like a yeah. chain, a chain that's going from his nose, like hook to like his ear. <laughs> he is such a like the the main uh, like the leader of the cults or whatever. He has some really shitty shitty acting and dialogue and oh. it's all bad because he he's the one that explains like we're the faithful you yeah. know members and we're gonna resurrect him and all that yada yada yada. Yeah, like that, and that's what I mean. It's like it's it's like. And it feels kind of out of the no, out of nowhere because the only I mean you have the mention earlier of like oh I don't want people to you know get the wrong idea about him and try and you know like like you know mm -hmm. continue you know continue on this legacy or whatever but then like at the end of the movie to have this drop where it's like there's this whole like you know subgroup of people who are like. Like his congregation of loyal followers and stuff is like where the fuck did these people come from man like, for real for real like, and so yeah there's like there's a handful of them and the the you're right like the the leader that kind of walks around and you know like walks around carolyn and like kind of is giving this like you know spiel about wanting to you know, <laughs> yeah you know, bring back the candy man or yeah like his you know being faithful and all this shit and then you know he turns and like you know to one of the followers that's like you know it's like who's gonna say his name and some you know mm -hmm. one of the ladies in the group jumps up and yeah. like runs over to amir and's like candy man candy man you know starts saying it and like and then that, this is this is this is one of the cooler scenes of the movie though is when for sure she, she summons him and uh they're probably thinking that you know they're gonna summon candy man and he's gonna come and be you know, oh, my loyal followers and all this and that, but no, they get fucking sliced and diced. Dude, they, <laughs> yeah, dude, sliced and diced. Is a or hooked, I, I should say. Because they, they do, he just, I mean, you don't see, I thought this was kind of cool. You don't see yeah. like, him like slashing them up and stuff. You just see it all off camera. But like you see the-, the uh, She's like in the chair, yeah. Yeah, you, like you see him appear and then you kind of just like see him just go. And you know, you're hearing the noises of things and whatnot and then, after everything's said and done, everybody's all nice and sliced. They like, they like start kind of, you know, showing the room. And this is probably the gory. Some of the gorier parts of the movie is like their dispatched bodies. Yeah. Oh, and side note: David is somewhere in this warehouse, dangling around on some. Meat right, mix. right. Because <laughs> the, there's like a. Yeah, that's right. There's like a quick scene where it. it shows him like on a hook and then there's another time because he when the candy man uh was there he he tells carolyn again like david's life for yours be my victim which is something he utters multiple times but yeah you're right david's yeah, hanging from a hook somewhere <laughs> be my vince again though be my victim is such a weak i just i feel like it's such a weak fucking 
line. And he says it so much in this last, in this sequence, you know? Be I forgot to mention that uh, before she fight, like before, uh, so Carolyn, while while she's in the chair and he's killing all the people, she passes out again for like the third time. And then she, she wakes, she, she wakes up and this is when she finds everybody dead and gruesome. Yeah, because she wakes up, that's right. She passes the fuck out and then she wakes up like untied, un, ungagged or whatever. Yeah, and um, she like, yeah. And she yeah. picks up the hook on the ground and, and, and leaves from that uh, area. Yeah. And uh, as that is happening, this is when we see Samuel for the next time, and he is uh, very clearly drunk. He's at the station talking about how they took his shield. So apparently something happened where he was taken off the force. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. I mean, like, you don't I, you don't get the context of exactly why or anything like that. You just get this, like, brief moment where, yeah, you're right. He's, like, at his locker. He's kind of drunk, and he's angry, and he, like... It reveals that he's no longer a policeman, basically. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's kind of good because you don't really need more filler, I think. But at the same time, you they've done a good job throughout this movie of painting all these reasons why he shouldn't be a police officer. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and so yeah. that plays... Because now, now we're kind of reaching, like... A, we're reaching the climax. Now movie, we're reaching, you know... Yes. For 100%. Because... Um, um, but, you know, like, when watching this movie, I would say, like... That kind of that threw me off for a second, though, in the like, in terms of like where they placed it, that scene with Kraft, because it was sort of like, you know, there's all this shit happening at the warehouse, and then like you just get this like really quick, brief scene, and you're like, okay, why do I care about him? Yeah. <laughs> but then it, I mean, you True. find out why later, True. of course. But but yeah, um, right. Th that's th like you know, this is when. Uh, Tony Todd and Carolyn kind of really come to like a com you know a, a confrontation of their own right where it's like right she's she goes she goes to the well, sorry oh you're good uh she's like she goes to kind of I imagine try and find David yes. at this point and discovers you know like it's just elaborate a, room yeah you know? it's this huge like huge like space that they're in uh, yeah, and you know, she, this is when she's going through, and like you're discovering what fucking happened to all those goths, and that was like, you know, she's finding all the bodies. There's like that one jump scare where like the body swings down from the top, and then she comes upon this like fucking altar of like well, candles yeah. and skulls and shit. Because she goes to a di this is a different building that she goes to though, because she oh. after after the after the goths are all dead, she picks up a hook and leaves. But then she goes to like this other building, and yeah, you, like you said, it's just all the it's just how did you just put it oh it's like an altar it's like it's like, yeah because you know, it's all like, these paintings and candles yeah. and and uh, the big main you know what you were talking about earlier the tony todd daniel robotop yes like, like portrait is like is like it's on top it's of weird hill almost yeah yeah it, it was and there's all these different like human fucking there's skeletons, there's skeletons and skulls and bones and shit yeah and then yeah. she see yeah <laughs> And then she also sees David hanging from the hook now. Yeah. Um, and she lowers him down, and he's somehow still alive because it, it doesn't explain how long he's been there, but it's probably been a day or two. Yeah, and I, that's why I kept thinking too. I was like, that motherfucker would be dead. dead. <laughs> like, like, like there's you no way. You would have been dead from blood loss, no yeah. question about it. And then, um, so and. 
this is again kind of like I think this is where uh, the Candyman sort of enters into play again. Yes, yes. Where he's like, you know, your life again, your life for uh, for David's. Yep. Be my yep. victim, like, and mm-hmm. he almost he almost gets it in this moment. I think because like you know, there's this like moment where Carolyn is kind of like held by his gaze and held. Yes. By his, you know his words and sort of like almost starts drifting towards him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, she's like in a trance-like state. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I and this is like you know the classics the, the the classic like moment where it's like it's creepy, it's weird. Yeah, she gets, she gets like really close and like they start kissing. And like, like you said, like it's it's just the it's, like it's incest, you know. It's incest <laughs> at that point. You're just like yeah, it's just like what the fuck is going on here? And yeah. Then, you know, uh, that's when I think she breaks. Like, uh, you know, she has that moment. And she's like, I don't know, maybe, you know. Well, because there's like bees coming out of his mouth. And then yeah. it, 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 uh, he reveals his like disgusting rib exposed yeah. chest with the, with the bees everywhere. She has another flashback of her dead mother. Like, fucking Christ, how many times do they got to do that? <laughs> but then she snaps out of the trance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She snaps out of the trance after, after the, all of that. Like the millionth time, showing yeah. her mother's dead. Like God damn. And, and that's when she, like, she, I believe, starts trying to like scramble up that hill. Yeah. The painting, yeah. and uh, doesn't it doesn't really work out at first. You know, she kind of like tumbles down. Uh, although the hill doesn't look like it's that is that difficult. She eventually makes no. it up. We'll, you know, and is uh this this was like the weird moment in the uh for me in this like sequence you know she starts and i understand they probably had to figure out some way of like getting rid of the candy man right like but like her just starting to slash she has that hook she finds that the 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 hook or whatever she starts slashing the picture of daniel robita and as she slashes him the candy man's like he's like oh like he's <laughs> He's getting cut up too. And, yeah. And of course, in classic fashion, Caroline accidentally knocks a candle over. Yeah, of course. All of this. And then <laughs> the oil painting bursts into flames. <laughs> and I don't know if you know, I mean, like, it, it was hard not to notice, but the way that the Candyman fucking dies. Or Dude, it's so movie, bad. It's like. Like there's like a note. It's like this like weird electrical explosion underneath him, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> flame, like, just, bursting, engulfs into flame. It just disappears. <laughs> it was, it was the, the the effects were was, so bad. It was it was so cheesy. so bad so cheesy. Yeah. And, so uh, yeah. Whew, yeah. yeah. You think that's the that's it? You think it's going to mm-hmm. simmer down from there? And the, this yeah. is not done with you yet, though. <laughs> no, which I I didn't. Which I thought that obviously like that was going to be the end too. She would go over to David's body and they would reconcile, and yeah. that would be the end. But no. Yeah, and and, and that they throw us a curve, which which is the only saving grace I would say is like that. This movie's bad, but this little like ending part kind of gives it a little juice you know what i mean definitely uh and that's when you know like so this is when you find you you know enter the craft man so yeah the craft detective craft or former detective craft uh comes in he's like you know he's obviously angry probably still drunk (laughs) you hear like something scraping on the wall he has a hook in his hand yeah yeah and um He's like he's intent on killing these two. It seems like he's disheveled and drunk, and he looks like he's got some blood on him. Like yeah. he's he's not in a good way here. And so he's like going at him, 
and then boom, you hear a gunshot, and uh, it's Detective Jamal. Right, but right? Be- before uh, Jamal shows up and shoots um, shoots Craft, he has this really great. <laughs> well, I think they meant for it to be more serious, but I ended up laughing. <laughs> where he looks at Carolyn and he's like, "I'm gonna split you open oh, from yeah. groin." To- <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I'm gonna Sam. split you from groin to gullet or something like that. <laughs> I just, I thought that was, was so funny. It was so cheesy, and the way like, he delivered it, I'm gonna split yeah. you from groin to gullet. Like, like unintentionally <laughs> funny, but then yeah, like you said, as he like goes to goes to swing, pop, yeah. he gets fucking yeah. Jamal save comes in and saves the day. And I will I will say this: it's you know it's meant to be like. A mystery at first you know like who did that who shot uh, but there's no feasible way that jamal could have made that shot because after right after you sh- you know he shoots and craft goes down then he jumps from around this corner <laughs> it's like haha detective jamal yeah i know <laughs> but anyway so so that that was and then the movie the movie kind of the movie kind of ends on a on a cop out because you know like uh one of the things was destroy the myth and she has a flashback and so their way of destroying the myth is that she pins all the murders on uh they pin all the murders on craft yeah it was so strange to me i was like you know it it was just not they didn't put any thought like that was just you know and then like it it cuts to like you know these like (laughs) this part's funny conclusion scenes and it's like one of them is Jamal in front of a podium and a bunch of news people going like, <laughs> after months months long investigation uh, yeah. we discovered that Detective Kraft is basically responsible for all these murders. I was like, what the fuck were they investigating? He like, yeah, he's like, he's like after an exhaustive year long internal yeah, investigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we, I mean, we can all admit the dude's a piece of shit, but like, what evidence was there that he was the candy man? <laughs> yeah, it was just like I said, it was kind of this cop out way of like they could have come up with a more creative way to destroy the myth, but that's what they came with. They just yeah. pin it on someone else so no one thinks that it was the candy man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then it ends with the like, you know, ultimate cheese where it's just like Oh yeah. Caroline and her newfound love of her life, David and like her yes. his kid having yeah. a picnic at, at the cemetery by I believe her mom mom's yes. grave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wow. Yeah. This movie. It was this, a bad movie. It was uh, it was bad. Like you mentioned I think earlier, Tony Todd definitely like like if anything could hold this movie up, he was holding it up. You know what I mean? Like his performance, because just because like, at this point, he really like just embodies that character, you know? So mm-hmm. that there's was no probably, one else that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was probably it. Although I did hear that like, you know, coming off of this movie, they had supposedly had a fourth Candyman plan. Like, and I was like, after watching this, I was like, I'm glad. What'd you say? They, oh, you I, say- I, heard, I heard that they had a fourth Candyman movie actually yeah. planned post yeah, they Day did. of the Dead. And I, yeah. I was like, I'm really glad they didn't move forward with that because. Same. Like this movie really like beat the Candyman myth to death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's just nothing else. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see anywhere they could have went with it because yeah. they could have either went like madcap zany with it and done some ridiculous shit like leprechaun did you know what i mean yeah exactly 
that, that, that would have been the only course if, if you ask me because it's like but then it also discredits i think some of the uh intent behind the original story i just wish that they would have kept it at the very first one because the first candy man is such a fantastic uh uh, still to this day, iconic and long-standing horror movie. I wish they would have just Definitely. left it at that instead of kind of, you know, uh, tarring the legacy a little bit with the second and third one. Yeah. Well, because like, you know, and and you see here, like, it just, you know, I, I think like properties like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, like char- those characters like Leatherface and the family in general are like, you know, kind of bombastic horror characters anyway, right? Yeah. So, like, so you could you could extend those, you know, and and do weird, wild things with them. Like they did with the second one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Candyman is it's it's meant like it was meant to be kind of like a serious horror movie. Yeah. Know? And and so it wasn't. It, I don't think it's good to like try and like, you know, as we saw with this sort of stretch that out you know because it just doesn't do service to like the creepy aspect and the whole like the the no the the actual like cool things about the candy man like movie and story so i don't know this, the, yeah this this definitely earned us place on this podcast though i will say that, <laughs> yeah man. fucking yeah. christ <laughs> but, completely you know like i even so like it's just like this this just made me even more hyped to like get my ass in the theater to go see Candyman. You need to see it. Yeah, I do. I know. I, I know that's out. I got to see that obviously, obviously before Halloween kills, and I got to see uh, Malignant, which just dropped. dude. Okay, so we're just. I want to say something really quick. So when we filmed the the uh, Mikey episode and we talked about how I saw Candyman, that was the weekend it came out. So we're filming this episode, which is going to come out this next weekend. But I saw Malignant on Saturday. Yeah. Dude, go fucking see it. It is, oh my God. I I loved it. I think it's one of those movies where people are either going to love it or kind of, you know, walk away a little bit uh, on the fence. I thought it was amazing. I don't want to give anything away. It was fucking bonkers. There was, oh man, the... I want to go see it again. It, it was, I thought it was exceptional. Hell it's yeah. It's different. It's got some creativity. It's got some things you won't see coming. It it has different, like, it has some action aspects to it. it some parts of it remind me of, like, a Italian giallo where, like, the character has a specific weapon and there's the, like, you just have to see it, man. It is Dude. exceptional. Oh, my God. I'm excited now. That just hyped me even more, man. I loved <laughs> I it. I thoroughly loved it. Uh, and is this uh? I mean, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. Is this like? It's been a little while since James Wan made a, a horror movie, hasn't it? Yeah, because he did because he did like Fast and Furious Nine and Aquaman. Yeah. It has been a while since he's done horror. Yeah, and I mean, because like you know, he like if you know, I'm remembering correctly, he gave us Saw, right? Yeah, and and, so- and he also directed the first Conjuring and the first Insidious. Yep. Yep. So, so he's like, given us some horror franchises. Yeah, and so that's what's cool. It's like, you know, when you have like a, uh, it's, it's like a, I don't know, like a modern, tr- like a trusted modern horror director. Yes, like yes. Anytime they drop something, it's like, it's like, yeah. it's just exciting. You know, you're just like, oh my God, what could it be? Ex- <laughs> especially when he's, when he's doing more, like the next movie he's going to do is the second Aquaman. And who knows from there? Cause he's not only, he's not 
just making horror movies. So that's why it's even more exciting when he comes back to doing a horror movie after doing yeah. these like big budget blockbusters for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, honestly, just uh, not to dwell on it too much, but but I've heard that he his take on this next Aquaman movie is actually influenced by a classic horror movie. Yeah, like I, uh, I think it's called yeah. Planet of the Vampires or something like that. Yeah, and, uh, and I've uh, read that too. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I was like, that that'd be kind of cool if they, if, you know, it's not going to be a dark, scary movie, but that'd be cool no. if they give him a little leeway to do like maybe some scares, you know yeah like so because like those those monsters from the trench were pretty fucking cool in the first one yeah exactly i was like do some play with that shit man like it, yeah. it'll do that franchise some good <laughs> yeah but that's sick man okay well, well we've got to figure out you know next week's uh yes uh, we'll uh, figure movie, it out but but don't worry hot dogs we'll have a fresh one for you because you know it, this one i i <sighs> This one beat beat me to death with that myth with that Candyman myth. So I, I'm gonna break. <laughs> we're gonna have to break away and and try and dive into something something a little different. Yeah. Uh, but I man, th- like Day of the Dead. I just don't. I don't know. If, like if I find myself in the depths of a Candyman binge, I might put it on. But honestly, I think it's like you could probably totally just miss this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes just because like yeah. the scares like you were saying like if you want to watch some of those like death sequences we saw in this you could also watch, watch the one first of the one. other movies yeah. <laughs> there's, there's there's absolutely no need to watch this movie because it doesn't do anything new <clears throat> i'm just gonna exhaust myself yeah, talking about I it feel so, you, yeah. i feel you <laughs> all right we'll, we'll leave it there for you hot dogs yeah. you pick it up and you listen to it and we'll see you on the next episode i suppose yeah Have a good day. (laughs) I can't steal that from LAB.